are listening to Making Life Brighter on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, where we provide you with the latest information in natural healing, consciousness training, and all cutting-edge healing modalities, featuring experts in their field, including authors, musicians, and artists. Making Life Brighter is your forum for healing, inspiring, and uplifting entertainment. Here is your host, Winifred Adams. Good morning. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm your host, Winifred Adams. I'd like to welcome you to another wonderful day today, and today we're going to focus on the Elephant Sanctuary again in Brazil. But first, I want to say a special shout-out to Villa Serra Creative Spiritual Retreat Center, um, which hosted me last weekend, and all the wonderful people there who came to the talks that I gave and who came for appointments. I can't say thank you enough because it was a wonderful experience. So thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. That was really fun. I look forward to seeing you again in the fall. And if you're in the Boston, Massachusetts, or Providence, Rhode Island area, you can go to the Villa Serra Creative Spiritual Retreat Center. Um, You can look it up online on Facebook and check it out there. It's um, a gathering place for healing modalities, for spirituality, for mediumship, for any kind of wellness, really. And it's only going to get better from here. So they just did their opening. And if you have questions, you can check out the show that we did last week on the archives at makinglifebrighter.com on the radio tab. And now I'd like to address something that has been coming to my attention regarding the Elephant Sanctuary in Brazil. As you all know, I did the first show on this um, back in May, and since then, um, I've been traveling quite a bit on the road back and forth all over the place, and I've been told by certain people that they're having trouble donating. And this happened since the very beginning back when I launched this and people wanted to donate. And I got an email from one lady, which I forwarded on to Scott who's the subject of the interviews and the president CEO down there. And I shared with him what she was saying, that she couldn't donate off of her iPad or something. It was difficult. And he didn't have a solution for that, but he got that email and responded to me. Um, Additionally, I came back, and over time I've been meeting with people, and different people have said they went to donate, and the button didn't work or they couldn't get it to work. So I'm sorry for that. I don't know what the troubleshooting problem there is. I don't know why that's happening, and I've addressed it with them yet again. And when I spoke with Scott recently, uh, he didn't understand what was the, the problem behind all that. And I just said, I don't know either, but people are coming to me telling me this. And I know those of you that want to donate and that are very into this particular cause, and if you can't get your donation through, it could be kind of a, um, a disappointment. So I then suggested for people locally and anywhere, if you'd like to donate to Making Life Brighter for this cause, I will collect it and donate it on your behalf. I don't really want to be the go-between or the in-between, but it was the solution so as not to lose the donation for the sanctuary if people turn their attention elsewhere. I know that most people really understand the need in Africa in the poaching situation there. And why I took this on is not only in part because they asked me to help heal the land, but also because the elephants themselves had been speaking to me since this began and guiding me in this process of kind of what needed to be done. And I felt that what I could do is bring to the table a very strong influence worldwide since we're in over a hundred countries. Thank you, loyal listeners. And put the word out there. And then if it speaks to you, you can investigate this more by going to their website at globalelephants.org and you can check it out yourself. So the one thing that people are telling me is they can't say it came from making life brighter when they donate. And uh, that's fine. But You can always send them an email. You can send us an email and let us know at makinglifebrighter at Yahoo if you've donated, and we'll put you on the Facebook page and let you know. So I'm trying to remedy how people can do this outside of the button not working. And I I spoke to the people that are the head of this whole project, and they are very well-respected and well-known elephant people 
in the research field as well as in Africa. And they are the head of this whole thing. And when I spoke to them last week about all of this, um, I also addressed that we aren't really seeing Making Life Brighter kind of being shown from their point of view out there. So we are doing this. It is out there. And they were speaking to me about talking to someone for a remedy. So I will be doing that. In the meantime, if you'd like to donate, because I think this cause is viable, um, you can donate through Global Elephants, um, Global Elephants Sanctuary. You can Google that, or you can go to globalelephants.org. And globalelephants.org is really kind of where the whole Brazil project is. And it is a sidebar project to one that was already successful here in the United States in Tennessee. And so if you go to the Tennessee branch, you might be able to mail a check directly that way. And that's fine too. All of this helps because what's happening is it's really about the elephants for the elephants. Now, when I was down there, I understood as Scott and I went along and placed the crystals in different areas that they would be expanding in different um, phases. And so we were trying in phase one to kind of just help get the fencing done because come to find out the first two elephants are going to move in September and go down there. And since my visit, that had come to pass. Also, when I was down there, uh, he was asking me for some of the footage that I was shooting and all that. And what they they have subsequently decided or weren't sharing at the point of time of my visit was that they're going to do a documentary on this. And that sounds pretty cool because having it in a free roam private sanctuary would be neat to witness the rehab of these elephants. And so um, I didn't realize that and I don't know anything about that. In fact, they've never told me that even in our recent conversations. But the people who spearhead this did and they're letting me know from Africa that this is what's going on. That could be really neat and neat to see. So your funding dollars might also be going to a documentary. And um, beyond that, it's phases of the sanctuary. So the first phase is basically, as Scott's saying in the interview, about what they want to do with you know, getting the elephants moved and the transportation costs, and then they're going to have sort of a rehab center where they set up, and then they'll be phasing more and more elephants in because there's such a need for these. And so I feel strongly about this because there is a need for it. It seems like a viable prospect on account of the fact that it's not a poaching situation. It's a rehab center for elephants. Elephants walk the ley lines of the earth. They carry sacred energy, and they are sacred land animals, like the whales are sacred ocean-going beings, and they carry a light and a light data frequency that actually stabilizes the ecosystem and stabilizes the entire area. So for the elephants to really be at their prime and do their, let's call it God-given work on Earth, they need to feel good about themselves and rehab back together. And after speaking with Scott down there at length, I really feel like he could do this well. And the volunteers that I met there also seem to be hardy hands to help with this process. And I feel like they are in the expansion phase. They're incorporating people in the community. It's kind of a neat overall project. Um, I think that... Uh, his wife being a veterinarian is probably a viable option for this to work as well. Now, she wasn't entirely overly friendly when I arrived, and I've subsequently heard that maybe she hasn't been to a lot of people, but it might be a difficult task to do this down there. It might be a challenging effort, and I've spent the majority of my time with Scott and speaking to him, listening to him, and I feel like he is definitely someone that I can stand behind fully in saying that he is the elephant guy, and he is a bona fide elephant guy for the project to make it a success. So I would ask you to consider even donating $20, because all of this goes for the transportation of the elephants and the setup of this sacred sanctuary. And again, what's so cool about this is it's in a place that's very remote, it's not a poaching situation, and it sits on crystalline-laden land. 
natural blue crystals, crystal quartz. It's like a, a just an underbelly of crystals in this in this land. And when we walked the land to place the John of God, God blessed crystals that I brought with me, I was looking on the map and I'd been meditating about it and they'd been asking me, where do you see the next, where do you see it should go? And I told them, sight unseen. Now, I've never known this property except for through meditation and telling them that it feels like we should place them here, here, and here on the map. And he said, I said, I feel like there's water. There should be water. And he said, well, there is. There's a river there. So we hiked to this after going through <laughs> kind of a crazy wild drive. And we placed the crystals, and um, that was part of my offering to them for getting the land ready and cleared again for the elephants to come and using those crystals specifically as a bit of a vector point and a vector vectoring for them to recognize places of light to come to for healing. The crystals I had taken, and they are blessed crystals, I took them under the sacred waterfall down at John of God. And for anyone that's been there, you know how sacred that really is. So that's kind of what had taken place. And I urge you again to consider donating to this cause. I'm sorry if you're having trouble donating. If so, contact the Tennessee branch office and see if you can get your donation in that way. And let them know that you heard it through Making Life Brighter. If you'd like to send an email, if you're having trouble, please let me know. Otherwise, you can email them directly at globalelephants.org. And or you can go on to the Making Life Brighter Facebook page and post there. Let us know that you donated because once everybody gives $10, then it suddenly adds up and they have the fencing and the transportation covered and we can move the elephants, not even the first two, but many more. So it's not often I jump behind a cause, but I feel like this is really necessary. It's for the sacredness of these beings in that area and they need help right now. They're kind of in need of rehab. They're a little bit depressed. They've been isolated. Some of them have been chained up. And they're coming from Brazil. They'll be coming from Argentina. They'll be coming from a variety of different places. And they've made this model that they're doing down there as a sanctuary already successfully. Um, well, the two people I spoke to in Kenya, actually, had spearheaded, along with Scott, this model in Tennessee. And so it's a viable and working model already. Now they're transferring that down to Brazil and making that happen. So I urge you and uh, go ahead and you know give ten dollars if you can. That's pretty easy. It's a, a day at a coffee shop or something like that. And if it's in your heart, then listen up because Scott's going to come on next, and we're going to continue that interview I did live down there. I'm sorry if there's some technical issues in it. We had some recording issues at the time we did it, but I really urge you to listen because he has a lot of important things to say about his work in the field. We'll be right back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. You voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter Consciousness columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique gifts to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free roam sanctuary. Do you want to make a difference in the world? Join Making Life Brighter Radio to help create a free roam sanctuary for elephants in South America. Finally, there's a working solution for elephants on our planet. 
People often say they don't know what to do to help animals that are in danger. But now you can team up with Making Life Brighter Radio and your host, Winifred Adams, to give elephants from Brazil and Argentina the freedom to roam in a wild sanctuary in a remote area of Brazil. Free to socialize, heal, and live the life they were always meant to live. Your contribution will build the fences and the elephant care center for the massive free roam sanctuary and set these sacred animals free. Donate today and mention you heard it on Making Life Brighter Radio. Listen to the amazing series live from Brazil, where Winifred speaks to CEO and board president of the Global Sanctuary for Elephants. To donate and for more information, log on to globalelephants.org. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. Live down here in Brazil, this is Making Life Brighter, and I'm Winifred Adams here with co-founder and CEO Scott Blaze of the Elephant Sanctuary. Of Global Sanctuary for Elephants. Do I say this every time? I want you to know. <laughs> it's it, Well, it is an elephant sanctuary. It's a, going to be a free-roam elephant sanctuary and one of the best in the world down here in Brazil. But you can go to globalelephants.org if you want to donate, as we had talked about in the last show. And we are having Scott back because we have such an amazing amount of information to cover. And you all love to hear about elephants. And we are now going to talk a little bit about Scott's expertise in dealing with elephants and all the touching stories that he has this time. So um, we are in the process of asking everyone if they will contribute so that the fencing can go up and these elephants all around South America can be moved immediately into this free roam sanctuary. And global... Uh, global Sanctuary for Elephants, and you can reach us at globalelephants.org. And we're down here in Brazil working on Elephant Sanctuary Brazil. It's a mouthful, <laughs> uh, and we understand the confusion, but the, the key is globalelephants.org, and you can learn so much more and connect with us that way, and uh, not only watch the progress of developing the sanctuary, but you know more importantly, watch as these elephants uh, emerge into this new life. And uh, So what, tell me something. What is this to the planet, not just for elephants? Oh what does this goodness. mean to the planet? Because last time we talked about the purpose of the project and the entire project, and you all can go back to the archives um, at the makinglifebrighter.com website and check out the archives of that show, but what is it that this is really doing, not just here, but everywhere, because it has an impact? It does, and, and you know, just like the complexities of elephants, these, this is there's many complexities to this question or the, this this answer. You know, on a on a on a more simplistic level, I guess you could say, is creating a project like this is about giving back, giving back to beings. Uh, it's about creating the positive energy, positive vibe, um, and and creating other entities, other beings that are healthy again. You know, we have taken a lot of their life away from them and we have to give them their life back not only for that individual but for their work for the greater good of the world um, and, and what the, is that? I don't have that answer I just know that they serve a role you know I don't know exactly what their role is um, you know early on when we started the sanctuary in Tennessee in 1995 um, my experience with elephants had been very traditional, uh, very, you know, zoo and circus. We knew that it was bad. We needed to give something more, but we didn't know exactly what would happen. I mentioned this before. We didn't know the depth of recovery. But what we saw and what emerged was just absolutely profound. And it actually opened my eyes to a deeper level of who these elephants are Um as energetic beings, as spiritual beings, you know, Asian elephants are revered as sacred for a reason. They're not treated as sacred animals. We're, we're destroying them even in, in Asia, uh, but they are truly spiritual, sacred beings. Um, 
and and that opened up my world to animal communication to energy work to spirit to all these different elements that i didn't know existed and i mentioned i think in the previous session that elephants are good at like prying you open and just exposing you to a new part of the world and they do this they completely change who you are uh when you allow yourself to be changed by them and part of that is opening up your awareness to a world that is much more dynamic, uh, much more emotional, it's much more uh, fulfilling, much more profound than we could ever imagine. Um, one of the things that came out of those early lessons through, through one of the wisest elephants I've ever known, uh, unfortunately she only lived with us for five years, but she gave us enough lessons for 50 years, uh, was that elephants, in order for them to have their impact on the vibration and the song of the earth, they have to be in groups of five or more. And if you think about that, just on, on that one number, how many elephants live in solitary environments in zoos or in twos or in threes? Very rarely do you see five in zoos. It's starting to change a little bit now. But though they have five, they can't have the full vibration. They can do the work as an individual, but they recognize the power of needing to bring them all together and working in a united group to have the most impact and we've been talking about this recently is bringing all these elements together you know and whether it be through crystals or through whatever whatever it is bringing all these elements and embracing all the different you know tangibles and intangibles in a world to create literally create a better world well, to do, create do a better you know environment what the five for do like what it's doing actually to the earth plane mm, i don't know um, I don't know. Um, well, there's, you know, there's always special numbers. They always say that when people pray in twos or more, then that brings the energy closer together. So perhaps mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, fives for elephants because they have such a high frequency, such a high vibration, and and not just a, they're not just sentient beings. They're highly complex, intelligent beings too, and their mode of communication is only being discovered yet. Yeah, I think we're only touching the tip of, of who they really are, and I think science limits limit, limits us that way. You know, the, what we are learning through science is, is phenomenal. You know, the depth of communication uh, through their intrasonic vibrations to the vibrations, you know, the the, the uh, uh, seismic vibrations. And the, just, is that what they call rumbling? Uh, no, the seismic is actually it's vibrations that go into the ground and travel you know, through the ground. It's a very low frequency. But the, the infrasonic vibration is the the very low rumble. Uh, starts below our range of, free, uh, range of hearing and, and can stay there, but oftentimes that rumble will actually come up to what we can actually hear. And when you're near elephants uh, or even relatively close to them, you can feel that vibration. Really? Uh, so you may not hear it, but you can feel it. And it's really pretty remarkable, too. To, it's, I mean, they're remarkable all the way around. I mean, could talk for 50 more segments on, on all the little nuances of elephants. Um, but again, going back to the bigger picture, um, you know, they open people to a new world. And I think this is as much as the energy work that they do, as much as the vibration to the earth song, I think they open minds and hearts. Uh, and they don't do that in zoos and circuses for the most part. It's because we don't know who they are in zoos and circuses. They don't even know who they are in zoos and circuses as individuals. But when people get to watch them in sanctuary, when they get to see, again, these beings emerge. I'm having an open heart to these beings. And why are they so poorly treated? I mean, what what is our issue? What's our problem? Oh, <laughs> how many segments do we have? <laughs> uh, you know... <laughs> I can tell you what it, what it's like for people. <laughs> no, you know, for, for, I think a lot of what it is is greed. Yeah. You know, we 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 are very we are a very greedy species. We want what we want because we want it, not because we should. Uh, but we can, and we do because we can, uh, and not because we should. Um, so it's like exploitation for the sake of entertainment or export. for our own joy, our own thrills, and and you know part of the reason why people still abuse elephants is because people pay to see them abused. You don't know that you're seeing them abused. You're paying to be entertained by them, but you're paying for the abuse. And and until people get past this, you know, until people get past it, this is our right to be able to see them this way. You know, they're going to continue to be tortured they're going to continue to be traumatized and um this even goes with zoos you know and there's a lot of discussions in zoos about the educational impact and conservation impact you know and that's minimal compared to the negative impact that we're doing to most of these species i can only speak to elephants uh but it doesn't it doesn't stop there in my opinion um i think most animals are, are far beyond what we think they are uh because we haven't allowed them to expose that to ourselves we haven't you know we've been suppressing them like we do with most things in our life um, in our world but um 
totally lost my train of thought. Um, well, we were talking about the the whole idea of how they are exploited and how we use them for our our joy. Thank you. And going back to zoos, it's it's people still think that you know even in a, a good zoo, quote unquote good zoo that gives elephants more space, it's still not truly enough space for them. Um, is it is it appropriate? And to me, it's not appropriate because it's still making them available for us, and we don't have that right. That's not who they are to our world. They are elephants that should be living an elephant's life, not a life that we want them to live. It should be their own world. And we don't have the opportunity to return them back to Asia because of what's going on in Asia with habitat uh, devastation. We don't have the opportunity to return the African elephants back to Africa because of what's going on, again, habitat encroachment, habitat devastation, uh, poaching and all those things. You know, but we have to. We owe it to them to give them their life back, and and we have to change our mode of thinking that these animals are here for us. If they have a purpose, um, their purpose is to be who they are. That's it. They're not. Their their purpose is not to be here for us, and and we have to change this mode of thinking. So and train get out of the greed. When people come. People won't come here, technically. Yeah, we're right? not going to be open to the public, uh, and uh, we will have small some small groups. Um, when small groups come, there's no risk, there's no uh, guarantee you're going to see an elephant. Uh, we'll have remote observation areas, uh, remote towers, uh, but with the dynamics of the, on the property, there's the topographical challenges. There's a possibility you're never going to see elephants. You know, a great example of this is we had an intern in Tennessee who spent ten weeks with us, and she saw one elephant. Uh, you know, and in spirit, yeah, and uh, and it's remarkable. I mean, to me, that's glorious. And she was thrilled that she didn't see an elephant because she said, "This tells me that their life is so complete out there that they don't have to return to where the human facilities are to the barn. They can go off and be an elephant." And this is what we need. This is the mind shift that we need. You know, the the philosophy shift that we need and we had the same thing with volunteers we would have volunteers come out to work for you know a day on a Saturday and, and when they first arrive I give them a spiel you know this is not about playing, petting and playing with elephants this is about helping in their environment tearing down fences painting barns doing all these different projects and there is no guarantee you're going to see an elephant uh, in all probability you're not going to see an elephant and we had many volunteers would be disappointed and at the end of the day every time without failure every one of those volunteers said I realized how selfish I was Initially, when you said that to me this morning, it's like, this yeah, sucks. You know, I want to see an elephant. You know, why can't I see an elephant? I don't understand. But then they grasp what sanctuary truly means, and sanctuary for them, it's given them their life. It's not yeah. about us anymore. And for the first time in decades, for these elephants, it's not about the humans. It's actually about those individuals, and those you know people grasp that if this is what we teach them. If we teach them that elephants are available to us. That's what we're going to take in. But if we teach people that elephants are not here for us, you know, that it's about their life, they get it. You know, we, we have to change our educational model, what we're teaching people. And that's about changing our, our selfishness and, and our greed. Well, if you want to donate to this amazing cause and help these elephants have that freedom, you can go to globalelephants.org and check it out and put in your donation today. And every day and share it with all your friends and tell everybody around the world and make it a giant viral event because this is something that is not just a, a fad or a cause. This is something that's going to continue in our world because of the current situation of circuses and zoos and the mentality in which Scott is talking about right now. It's not going to be gone overnight. And this needs to happen. It needs to happen now because Brazil has a calling and this sanctuary is ripe. So check it out, globalelephants.org. You're listening to Making Life Brighter, and you can go to Making Life Brighter on Facebook, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Do you want to make a difference in the world? Join Making Life Brighter Radio to help create a free roam sanctuary for elephants in South America. Finally, there's a working solution for elephants on our planet. 
People often say they don't know what to do to help animals that are in danger. But now you can team up with Making Life Brighter Radio and your host, Winifred Adams, to give elephants from Brazil and Argentina the freedom to roam in a wild sanctuary in a remote area of Brazil. Free to socialize, heal, and live the life they were always meant to live. Your contribution will build the fences and the Elephant Care Center for the massive free roam sanctuary and set these sacred animals free. Donate today and mention you heard it on Making Life Brighter Radio. Listen to the amazing series Live from Brazil, where Winifred speaks to CEO and board president of the Global Sanctuary for Elephants. To donate and for more information, log on to globalelephants.org. You voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter Consciousness Columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique gifts to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free roam sanctuary. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions, comments, or would like to make an appointment with medical intuitive Winifred Adams, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook at Making Life Brighter, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. Now back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm here in Brazil live with Scott Blaze, co-founder of... Global Sanctuary for Elephants. <laughs> See, I got smart this time. <laughs> and you can go to globalelephants.org and um, you can donate to this amazing cause there. And so we've been talking to Scott about all of his experiences with elephants. And today, as we were walking through the property and placing energetic crystals for the land and the elephants that will be coming, we had a talk about some of his personal experiences. And one of those, or two of those, unfortunately, is when caretakers of the elephants were actually killed by the elephants. And, you know, people think that this is just a a simple thing or those that get to be near them are privileged. And I wanted Scott to touch on that because it's a very profound lesson. So tell us your story in brief about how that impacted you with the death of your your colleagues and employees and what that meant and what is what did it teach you? Oh, goodness. Uh, you know, actually, tragically, uh, yes, I've watched two people killed by elephants. Um, um and both times it was it, it happens fast um, and the first time I was young um, it was actually long before a few years before we started the sanctuary in Tennessee and I was 16 years old and it was at a, a safari park in Canada where we used elephants traditionally for rides we did you know shows and demonstrations and it was very dominant space management and uh, I was still ignorant to what was really going on there um, but I never took it out on the elephant. I never felt it was really their fault. Um, I felt it was environmental, but I wasn't mature enough to voice that at the time. Um, but it was one of the, a challenge probably for my parents more than it was for me at that point because at 16 years old, I went home to them and said, I love what I do, um, and please don't take this away. You know, and they saw that in me. They saw the passion in me. And this is one of the things that will make me emotional for the rest of my life is how my parents knew. Uh, I don't know, you know, that they were supposed to let me and, and, and nurture this for me. Um, and the next challenge I gave to them when I was 
a couple years later when I dropped out of college and said, oh, and how my parents know, I don't, I can't say this. I, I don't have a clue. Even now when I talk to them, they said, we just knew that you needed to find your own path with this and, and thought that it was something that really resonated with you. Um, so early in my career, I was exposed to a lot of the horrible things with the elephant in the captivity. Um, but that was the impetus for starting the sanctuary. Uh, to try to give them a, a different life, create a new life, and through those lessons, again, the many profound lessons. Uh, many years after starting the sanctuary in Tennessee, uh, actually about 11 years later, um, we had an incident there where an elephant with a very aggressive past uh, who had really emerged into a, a phenomenal individual and really grown tremendously. And part of her growth, uh, which I'm very honored to say, was, was due to the friendship that I had with her. And our goal with sanctuary is not to befriend them, it's to nurture them however they need. And sometimes they do need us, and sometimes they need only one person and not others. Um, and that's remarkable also for me as a founder and, 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 and um, a director of the organization, is when you see an elephant find something in either another elephant or another individual person and watch that emerge, it's remarkable. And that's part of that taking it away from us. It's not about us, it's about them. And if what they need is for me to get the heck out of their way, brilliant. I'll get the heck out of their way. You know, if they don't need me, all the better. That means they need the other elephants more. So watching that emerge is pretty special. Uh, but it's also, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's remarkable when you get to assist on a very uh, intimate level uh, with this, with the elephants. And uh, this elephant, um, her name was Winky. Uh, she and I grew a lot together as she was recovering. And she, um, during... A relative routine incident, uh, routine circumstance, um, very rapidly took three steps and knocked down somebody that was just a, a caregiver that had been there for a number of years, uh, very knowledgeable, very aware caregiver. Um, the elephant took three steps very quickly and knocked her down, trampled her, and stood on her chest and, and killed her. And people say, why didn't she get out of the way? It happened so fast. And we have tremendous respect for elephants, for everything about them. Um, but you develop a different level of respect when you do see how quickly they can respond in that act of aggression or violence. It's remarkable. Um, it's frightening. Um, and Winky, even though she and I had a great rapport, um, I said, Winky, you need to get off of Joanna. I need to help her. And Winky turned and hit me. And she knocked me down, kicked me a little bit, and I ended up rolling behind a tree and said, you know, winky, 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 winky. And she stood, she froze. She stood perfectly still, and you could very clearly see that she completely snapped out of it. I got up. Uh, there was no concern at that point that she was going to lash out again. I walked past her, and I went over and, and helped Joanna. Um, and, but she, was, just, she was by the She elephant. was... Yeah, that was uh, she was lifeless at that point. It's tragic, but it's it's real when you're dealing with crazy aren't beasts. These are sacred creatures, and any animal can be instinctually, you know, instinctually. But also, it defines the depth of trauma again. This is not the nature of an elephant. They are not these aggressive wild beings. You know, they're actually quite docile and passive. But humans have shifted them. Not only in captivity, we're shifting them in the wild. We're changing the nature of who they are because of our impact of the land encroachment in, in Asia uh, with crop rating. Well, it's because their crops are now in the, were, were forest last year. Okay, so, of course, you know, it's a struggle. It's a power struggle. It's a life struggle. You know, both the humans are fighting for their survival and elephants are fighting for theirs. And this, this is at odds. Um, well, it seems like humans taunt animals quite a bit um, and any, any kind of animal. Yeah. And, and we have a... Uh, a nature for taunting them. You know, when I went to the zoo in LA to correspond with the elephants there, I got waylaid to the orangutan exhibit, and there was an orangutan that was very depressed, and I stood there speaking to that orangutan through the plexiglass, and it got right up and turned around and came to the glass and sat down eye to eye with me. Mm -hmm. And the mother and the child that were next to me couldn't believe it. The mother was like, whoa. And so the kid instinctually went up and pounded on the glass in front of the orangutan, mm -hmm. and I took his hand and I said, no, we don't do that. Sit still. Let's let's be still and let's receive what's here. Mm -hmm. And he did. 
that's not what the mother's going to do. The mother's yeah. going to say, yeah, yeah, pound on the glass for well, a People minute, find you know? it humorous, too. Yeah. You know, people, you, you see these environments, and, and humans have this sick sense of humor. They find it actually entertaining in, in some ways and humorous to see, see these things. And, you know, I've worked in zoos where people are throwing rocks at the elephants to get them to turn around. It's like, there's no respect. Right. And part of that's, again, going back to the previous discussion, we aren't respecting them for who they are or what their life should be. We're, we want something from them. We want to be entertained, and we have to change this. And you have these situations with, you know, in your nurturing of the child, we can change the world. We can change this perspective of everyone here. You know, everyone that goes to the zoo or hopefully doesn't go to the zoo anymore. You know, but we can change how we do this if we just open our world, open our eyes to a different different way of being. And it is a shift that is in process. Uh, and we have to keep nurturing that. Well, we have to be grow- keep growing with that. I don't think people realize the, the <clears throat> degree of disturbance that when you go by, let's say there's, a, I don't know, however many thousands of people go through a zoo a day and the kids are loud and the parents encourage it and everybody goes, oh, look, oh, oh, oh. It's Can you imagine so being loud. on the other side of that glass? So and at least in the elephant sanctuary in L.A., they have waterfalls, yeah, so it drowns it yeah. out. But still, that's what I noticed in all the exhibits. Oh, oh, oh look at but that. But there's not only, we talked about the infrasonic communication. Think about the roads, the cars, the vehicles, the seismic vibrations of the highways. All these things are being, are, these elephants are, in, animals are infiltrated by this over and over. The Brasilia Zoo is right near the highway. You know, the, these vibrations are real to these animals. The impact is real. And you see this, you know, like this tragedy with the Winky. We don't know what caused it. We don't know why she tripped at that point and what tr- triggered her. She stayed closed off for three days to her best friend, Elephant, who was incredibly nurturing, the one that I talked about before. Um, and it was on the third day that I went up to her and I said, you know, I tend to talking to her all along, uh, but I went up and it was the first time I pet her afterwards and I said, you know, this is not your fault. You know, we know that this is a result of who, what, what humans have created in you. And she immediately started vocalizing and she became softer and she started opening back up to Sissy again and she became that light, jovial winky. And she's an elephant that other people have described, my wife has described and who worked with her as well, is when she has when she's in a good place she is the softest sweetest most gentle place you can imagine but when she gets closed off she's like a brick wall and they switch that fast this is again not the nature of an elephant it's who they become by captivity and what, scar tissue emotionally yeah and our, our challenge in, in sanctuary is trying to see is to bring the soft side is to bring that true individual out um, and it happens and it, it sometimes takes you know to, to see it, the, the full individual come out it can take a long time, uh, but the healing reco- the healing process starts right away. Uh, but sanctuary is more than just an open space. No, it's not a p- place for groups of people to come in, and it's not like a zoo setting where people are going to come piling through and look again. This is really for them, and it's meant to be for them as they transition back into the wild, essentially. And yeah, it's it's given them their life, you know, for the first time. It's given them, you know, a chance to be again. But a, when an people, elephant. excuse me, when people donate to this type of cause, mm-hmm. for example, they shouldn't expect that because they do, they're now coming here to see this. No, perhaps you'll be filming things and putting it out there Absolutely. so people can see and and um, follow that process as continued. But this is about in your heart knowing you gave something that sets someone free. In this case, we say someone because their spirits are as such. <laughs> they are. They are definitely a someone. They, they're not just a something. They're remarkable, sentient, social, spiritual beings. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's a gift to, it's a gift that gives back. And, and it's a, a gift that uh, will pay itself back a thousandfold with what it brings to your heart um, in ways that you may not have ever expected. And uh, we will absolutely be posting videos. We will be sharing blogs. We will be sharing photos. Uh, we eventually, with funding, we'll put a um, um, you know cameras in the property that will be on the internet so people can see live in the moment what's going oh, on. That's so exciting! Uh, may not be able to see an elephant each time because it's a huge property uh, in the in the sanctuary in Tennessee. We had 15 cameras, <laughs> and there were times that you didn't have any elephant on any camera. Um, but it allows people a window into their lives uh, that is. You get to see for yourself. You get to see it for the transformations. This is so amazing. And thank you for all your work. And it's not over yet. And we're going to talk some more even 
So stay tuned because we're going to have Scott back, and I just can't say enough about what you're doing. This is really amazing. So you can go to elephant, excuse me, globalelephants.org. That's right. Globalelephants.org, and you can donate there, and we can move these elephants as quickly as four months in the process, um, possibly up to six as soon as all that comes in for the fencing and finishing these these special sanctuaries. Yeah, we're on the cusp. We are so close to... It's happening. Yeah. It's just manifesting. So you're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and we'll be right back. Do you want to make a difference in the world? Join Making Life Brighter Radio to help create a free roam sanctuary for elephants in South America. Finally, there's a working solution for elephants on our planet. People often say they don't know what to do to help animals that are in danger. But now you can team up with Making Life Brighter Radio and your host, Winifred Adams, to give elephants from Brazil and Argentina the freedom to roam in a wild sanctuary in a remote area of Brazil. Free to socialize, heal, and live the life they were always meant to live. Your contribution will build the fences and the elephant care center for the massive free roam sanctuary and set these sacred animals free. Donate today and mention you heard it on Making Life Brighter Radio. Listen to the amazing series live from Brazil, where Winifred speaks to CEO and board president of the Global Sanctuary for Elephants. To donate and for more information, log on to globalelephants.org. You voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter Consciousness Columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique gifts to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free roam sanctuary. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions, comments, or would like to make an appointment with medical intuitive Winifred Adams, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook at Making Life Brighter, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. Now back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. We're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You can find us and like us on Facebook at Making Life Brighter. And you can go on to makinglifebrighter.com. And on the radio tab, we have all the archives of the shows. You can also check out what's new. And we've got a a lot of new things coming up, especially through the summer and for the fall. So, you know, last week I'd like to do, uh, or two weeks ago, rather, a shout-out to Dr. Andrea Labuti, who wrote Awakening to Autism. And if you missed that show, go back and check that out. She's great, and she is on to something. Um, she's in a neat discovery of consciousness as she learns that through her own autistic child, and it's just amazing. So go back and take a listen to that. It's a growing concern and will be a big, big problem that we will have, that we'll be facing in the world coming up. Um, but she's suggesting that autistic children are offering us an opportunity for something, and I'd like to share that with you again. Plus the shows prior to that on the movie Vaxxed and the technology that I shared with you that um, may be used for healing autistic children and autism in general as well as other 
diagnosis of PTSD and anxiety and depression. So those shows have information that are really helpful about that. I want to thank you if you've donated to the elephants down in Brazil, and I'd like to thank you if you've put in your time to research and listen, not only to these shows, but other things that are going on about that, because the cause itself is immense, it's great, it's amazing, and this is really something that can benefit the elephants. So, I'm going to be doing another show that I recorded with Scott down there, and I'll be sharing some of the footage that I have from the actual sanctuary itself. So stay tuned, and you can find that, and we'll find that, on Making Life Brighter on Facebook, and also on YouTube and Making Life Brighter. But you'll see it on Facebook, and most everything that I do that's kind of last minute or on the fly or in the moment will be on Facebook, so you can go to Making Life Brighter on Facebook to find that. Um... I want to say that we'll also be doing some neat shows coming up on consciousness again. We'll be revisiting the Conversations and Consciousness series that I've been doing over the last year. And we'll be talking also about Ron's roles coming up. You're going to love that. And I have a special friend of mine, Peter Bedard, who's uh, written a book, and he's just wonderful. And he's going to come on and share with us some of the things that he has, too. So we have a neat summer lined up for you. And I'm hoping that you all have a really healthy, happy holiday coming up, a safe one at that. And I'd like to address right now some of the things that have been happening in our world. You know, for years I've written about consciousness, about the ego, and about how we get duped by the ego in every possible way. And this is what I see in my work day in and day out people taking an egoic idea or a suggestion and then turning it into a behavior that doesn't suit them, it doesn't serve them. And so the work here that's done in the office is unraveling that puzzle, undoing that so that in the brain, the actual brain waves can change, and then the chemistry that comes through the brain can change to offer an opportunity for spirit to come in more so and for there to be a proper center line to the person, both systematically in physical health as well as mental health and emotional health. And when we see these shootings that are going on, like in Orlando and and even in Turkey this week, we are experiencing a misalignment with heart-centered energy. Now that seems obvious, but... It's not so obvious because in our daily lives, in the little things, we do this and we do it not only to one another and patronizing each other, but we do it in a way that has us treating ourselves with a reward system back and forth and the reward system doesn't serve us. We can see it easily in someone that's an addict, but we can't see it easily in ourselves And I was joking when I gave the seminars last week, I was saying that that's why married couples get on so well, because they see it in one another, and that's a a joke, actually, that they get on well. They see it in one another, and they point it out to one another. And we get irritated by our partner or our spouse doing that, but it's true in that if you're sincerely coming from a centered place and you're, you're seeing a pattern in someone, the pattern is coming up for their clearing. But we deny our own patterns, and we deny what we see, and when we do that, we're out of tune with our true spirit. The ego is masterful. It's so, so masterful. And what it will do is it will dupe you into thinking something is true and move you off center line. Then you'll create another situation from that position and then that moves you further off center line and then by the time you're way over on one side you don't know how you got there you'll hear this all the time in people that have been addicted to something they know that they're off after a certain point in time but they don't know how to get back so how do we recognize when we get off right from the get-go and that's some of the things i've been focusing on in my writings and you can check out those articles on the making life brighter page Also, um, I will be doing more workshops coming up, and I'll be sharing with you how to 
get after that and undo it just like we do here one-on-one in the office and the best way for you to recognize the patterns within you and how to change that. So one of the modalities I use is tapping and it's a very, very powerful tool. I know that many people say that tapping is kind of passe, it's an old modality, and that's just simply not true. I'll prove it to anybody live on the spot, it's not true. And we just proved it in two rooms full of people in Boston last weekend, and um, each person individually too. They were blown away to realize the depth and the degree to which their ego had been working on them. Now, uh, what we want to do is basically focus on the alignment again with our higher self, with our spirit. We need to seek that alignment proactively and not reactionary like in the way of a crisis or a problem. And we have been suggested to by Facebook, by our media outlets, by our internet, many, many things. And we're constantly bombarded with what we face as a distraction. When the pressure builds up and we're far enough away from spirit, now we have a position where we aren't centered anymore. And from that place, we can really get off path. And we're seeing that reflection in our society. We're seeing it in these shootings. We're seeing it in the willingness for someone to so-called believe in a cause so much that they're giving up their own body for the sake of the cause in that way. Well, that opens the door to many, many debates. You know, you could say that a soldier that signs up to go to war, he gives up his body and life for the sake of a cause. Only to us, in the way it's presented to us, it seems so horrific and so out of character and out of balance, like how could someone do that? And it's true. How could someone do that? But it's really no different than the little things we do to ourselves every single day. And how in a day we sabotage ourselves with our own egoic thinking and how we listen to that. When we listen to that and we take heed in that, we move ourselves off center and away from our our spirit. So this is kind of a reflection And it's an opportunity to look at how we do this to ourselves and how it's adding to the collective consciousness, which is reflecting back to us a need for change. And right now, the need for change is coming in the way of bullies, terrorism, egos that are out of hand, egos that are not in check. And how I say in the seminars to to witness this is to recognize when you're being suggested to and do you listen to it or do you just let it kind of go by just let it go by just let that little thought go on by thank you very much that's a nice thought ego and off you go we don't have to take to heart everything that's suggested to us and yet we do it's not necessary we are conditioned now with social media to believe that if we don't answer, if we don't participate, if we don't like, if we don't whatever, then we aren't in it. We're outside the loop. And that's becoming a collective belief system. That's not true. You're in the loop if you're attuned to your own spirit. And if you're not attuned to your own spirit, you're, you are outside of a loop. Because the truth is we're all one. But some of our body systems right now are failing us. They're not working in harmony. And that is showing as hot spots in the world. As we ascend higher and the earth plane becomes a higher frequency, we're going to have more of this trouble. Because there will be a discrepancy in energies from those that are unwilling to grow to a collective whole and those that are willing to grow to the collective whole. We need compassion, we need love, and it all begins with us. So the opportunity of the elephants is an opportunity to preserve not only ourselves is the greater incorporation of whole, as the elephants do a very valuable job on the earth plane, but also for us to recognize where our heart is. 
What What's pure? What's innocent? What's simple again? We get away from that in the chaos of our media and all the things that are going on in the world and the bullying and the terrorism and the things. Is there really terrorism or is it just now a belief system and an acceptance to a tyranny within us? So it's worth contemplation. It's worth a thought. It's worth some prayer even. And I'm praying for all the people that have been injured both in Orlando and in Turkey. So join me in that prayer. And I send you all lots of love. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll consider the Elephant Project and go make somebody else's life brighter. I'll see you next week. Go jolly, everybody. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Making Life Brighter on the Health and Wellness Channel. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 10 a.m. for information, inspiration, and education with leading experts in healing and consciousness. For more information and a complete show schedule, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, successfully helping you feel better from the inside out. Go Jolly! This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.